I have a great introduction because this guy is such a, a, an iconic, as the description I used earlier, race car driver, that I have to run down well, the list. Okay, now let me explain. He is the Chuck Norris of motorsports. Okay. This guy's done everything. He All has. those jokes about Chuck Norris, believe him with this guy. <laughs> Boris so has got it. He's been racing since the 80s in a huge variety of series from NASCAR to the 24 Hours of Le Mans. He's won the Daytona 24 Hours twice. Uh, he's, uh, he's known as a road course ringer in NASCAR. He's raced in the Australian V8 Supercar Series. He's actually tutored the Earnhardts a little bit in, in turning left and right. He, has, uh, he won the 2002 uh, Trans Am Championship. He's raced in uh, the X Games in rally cars last year here in Austin in the trucks. I know you're going to go on for another 10 minutes of his accolades. It's, it's incredible. So we want to welcome to Speed City, Boris said. Boris, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing great. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. So, Boris, we we've got to talk about your your the obviously the big thing that's coming up is the the twenty the Rolex twenty four hours at Daytona. So, uh, how how did the testing go? Oh, it went pretty good actually. I mean, it's first time I ever drove an Audi, and uh, I mean, it was a hell of a car. It was really good. Yeah, I know. I'm used to seeing you in Corvettes and Camaros and BMWs. I've not seen you in an Audi, but and uh, what's the new team that you're with? I'm with Stevenson Motorsport. I mean, uh, I've known the guys for a long time. We've raced against them a lot back in the GT days when I was racing a Wheeling Corvette, and uh, they actually ran the factory Camaro team. So we've been arch enemies in the past, and now we're now we're joining forces. So it's a really really good team, first class team. Got a really good co-driver. So you know, this is probably the best chance I've had for a while to um, you know maybe come away with my third Rolex watch. Well, I know the Stevenson team. Those guys, didn't they win the championship last year in the IMSA, uh, the Continental Tire Series? Yep. Yes, they did. Well, obviously, that's exciting to have a, a, a quality team and uh, and be heading into this. So uh, a week from today is when the Rolex is, and so we're excited to see you. So let's talk about the difference in the Audi versus racing Corvettes and Camaros and the other cars you've been in. I mean, it's a little different. You know, now they have the rules that are called GT3 rules, which are... You know, they have a lot of electronic aids on the cars, the paddle shift and ABS brakes and traction control. So I'm still a little bit old school. You know, I I, I like having gated shifters and having footwork and being able to miss gears. So I'm a little bit old school. I like the old way better, but it, it's definitely a lot easier. It definitely brings the competition closer together. And, you know, it's definitely what, what are in cars now that you buy on the street. You know, they all have all this trick stuff, so... You know, in one respect, it's a lot of fun to drive, and the other respect, it's a little more boring than driving the old cars. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's a mid-engine GT car, which is a little different for me. I'm not used to having the engine in front. But other than that, I mean, it's got a wheel and gas <laughs> pedal and brake pedal. It's all the same. Well, you've proven that that's about all it takes with all the success you've had in virtually every kind of racing imaginable. But, well, I do want to ask you about some of those the racing aids, as I, I don't know, I think they're called sometimes. Uh, are, are you? Are, are there times when, you know, I can think of the way those things uh, affect me on a, in a street car, uh, everything from ABS to uh, stability control, and I, I, how do you how do you handle that when the, the car starts uh, driving for you? Well, I mean, it's just it's just an, you know, in these cars, it's like an electric aid that you just you lean on. You know, you can go in and brake as deep as you want, and you can't lock a wheel. You know, you can't flat spot a tire like like you can in NASCAR. So it just takes a lot of the feel out of it. Um, I mean, it's good in a way. It makes it easier. You know, that, that, that's really the plain truth. Just like on a street car, you know, it, 
it stops you from making a mistake and the computer is actually better than the driver. So, you know, there are things that we've developed in racing over the years and then I saw them go in the street cars and now they're back on race cars. And, and that, that, that's kind of neat watching that whole progression of how good it is. And, and I mean, the ABS brake systems on a race car is a lot different than a street car. And gradually, I think they'll get better and better on street cars too. You know, we had uh, Price Cobb on and we were discussing some of the technology and he said, you know, it, it might help a driver be faster and be perceived as being better. He said, but the cream still rises to the top in it. Uh, I kind of see it in a similar way that, uh, you know, I get a little more bold when I know I've got my electronic babysitters with me. And, uh, but I sometimes wonder how good I would be without any of that. Uh, what about you? I mean, is it, do you see it in similar fashion? It, it just definitely brings everybody a lot closer together. I mean, still the cream does rise to the top, but now it's, it's easier. And it's funny you mentioned Price Cobb. I mean, you you always remember those races you had in the past, and there's probably five I can remember. And one of them was with Price Cobb in Canada on a street course in Trans Am cars. And we must have hit each other half a dozen times in the race. And and I thought, man, this guy's going to be mad after the race. And he started walking over, you know, and he was like the guy on the, on the track then, you know, the, the, the veteran. And I was this young, wild kid. And I thought, man, I thought that was fun. But when he came over, he looked mad, and I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. And he was just laughing. I thought it was the best time he had, too. So he, he was a great guy to race with. I mean, that guy raced hard. He is he is uh, one of the nicest guys in the stories. We'll, we'll have to get the two of you all back together when you visit. But I got a question. He was, so, a, he was a nice guy when you're talking to him, but not on a race. <laughs> <laughs> he was fun to race with. Well, you know, you've got history in the V8 supercars. And so, you know, back when they came to Coda here a couple of years ago, we talked about the differences between them and NASCAR and the way bumping is perceived. And, uh, you know, the best description somebody gave, I think, around V8 supercars was uh, the way they bump is more like two fat guys trying to squeeze through a narrow door. Whereas, you know, the NASCAR guys will be walking down the hall and they'll just wail and punch each other. <laughs> You've had experience in both. Uh, what do you think about the way all of that's being handled in what you know is still NASCAR punching each other as they walk down the hall? I like it. I, I like the fact that you can be aggressive and the drivers police themselves, where if you keep hitting a guy off the track, you know he's going to cheap shot you one day. So, you know, you, that causes you earn respect from people and you give respect, you know, when it's earned. So I, I think that's the best way to handle it. And that's how NASCAR handles it. And that's how V8 Supercar handles it. Now, in the past, you know, IMSA was, they used to meddle in everybody's business. If you touched a guy, you know, they call a penalty and it. It was getting ridiculous, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, last year they hired a new chief steward, Bo Barfield, who was a racer and a good racer in his own right. And now they kind of let us race a little bit. And it's way better. They made big improvements in IMSA. So I applaud Bo Barfield for the fact now that he's letting guys race and and showing some action. Because ultimately, if it's not exciting, spectators aren't going to want to watch. And ultimately, that's what it's all about. It's for the fans. So, you know, they're making great strides in IMSA now in the, in the WeatherTech series where we can race a little bit and beat and bang and, and knock, some, knock some carbon fiber off occasionally. <laughs> well, that's great. I agree. I think that's more fun. I think that you guys will, will take care of it between you and uh, us fans can have a lot more fun watching it. Um, well, speaking of fun, I want to talk to you about the Rolex coming up. I mean, a week from now, we're going to be watching this. I want to know from a driver's perspective, because to, to us as fans, 
it's just one of the most exciting races of the year around the globe. Uh, and, you know, it kicks off the season. There's so much to it. But as a driver, I, I want to hear your take on it. You know, it's funny. For a driver, it's always exciting. For one, you're going to Daytona, which is the world center of speed. I mean, that's where Dale Earnhardt, you know, all those amazing races he had there. And there's so much history there. So you you can't help when you drive through the tunnel to get excited, right? And then it's, you know, the first race of the year where everything's all pent up and you just want to get out and race. But Daytona is unique in the fact that there is no other race in the world where there's that many drivers, superstars from so many different disciplines. You know, you have Formula One drivers, V8 supercar drivers, NASCAR drivers, sports car drivers from all over the world. And, you know, there just isn't another race anywhere in the world like that. So that's why I think it's really fun for fans and drivers. You know, that's the only only race I've ever been to where the drivers become fans because they see all these guys that they watch on TV from different disciplines and, and, and they get to be up close and meet them and then race wheel to wheel with them. And, you know, Daytona lets the fans, you know, into the pits and get up close and personal with everybody. So, you know, it's really, really a unique race and a, probably one of the best races in the world, I think. Well, we think of it that way, absolutely. When we were talking about it, it's it's got to be one of the best of the year, and uh, and I think people around the world think that way too. I mean, we because we cover a lot of international motorsports, you know, Formula One and MotoGP, and and all these guys from around the world. We've talked to them about the you know, Rolex uh, Daytona, and I think everybody from around the globe has a high level of respect for it. And, uh, yeah. and you know, one thing I was thinking about is that the uh, there's going to be a great television coverage. The last couple of years, IMSA's done a great job at getting all of the racing on television, whether it's, you know, however we define television now, whether it's going to be on uh, regular cable TV or weather network or, or whether it's going to be on your streaming phone. Streaming online. Yeah, streaming IMSA. online. IMSA.com. Don't forget it. So uh, it's a big deal, and I think people are going to be able to watch it no matter, uh, no matter what and when and where. I tell you, the other big thing, too, is, you know, for the last two years, they've been rebuilding Daytona International Speedway, and this is the grand opening where it's finally finished. And the place is, you know, they've been moving steel and taking grandstands down, and it's so built up now. And and for a fan now to go to this place, Daytona International Speedway, it is it is like the ultimate experience. It's like when they built the Dallas football stadium. I mean, it's got all kinds of amenities and bars and restaurants and you know, it's just it's really really cool, and you can go up there in the stands and see the whole track. And there's no other road course in the world like that. So it's going to be pretty neat where they kick that off. And I think they're going to cut the ribbon the day before the race and, and open it all up, which is going to be really exciting. Yeah, I've been watching some of that. But hey, Boris, we've got to take a quick break. Can you hang with us for just a couple of minutes? Sure. Well, great. Well, we're talking to Boris said, and you're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. And we'll be back after a very short break. Welcome back to Speed City. We're chatting with Boris Said, race car driver extraordinaire. So, Boris, we were just talking about the uh, Daytona, 24 hours of Daytona. And I, I know the last, I don't know, at least the last three or four years, I've watched a, a ridiculous amount, something like 10 or 12 hours of it. And uh, and I know this this year it's Fox Sports 1 and IMSA TV. And uh, you were just talking about how they've redone the track and everything. What about... Uh, what about on the track? I mean, there's some exciting things happening with the Ford GT coming back and guys like you moving to different teams. What what are you uh, what's happening on the track that you're looking forward to? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, the GT class now with the GT3 rules this year, I mean, there's just some beautiful cars, you know, with the, I mean, from the Aston Martin to the BMW to the new M6, the new Porsche, the new Audi. I mean, there's so many cool trick cars, and, and that Ford GT is probably probably one of the coolest cars I've ever seen. And um, so, I mean, it's, it's really exciting. And I think the prototype rules are going to get redone, and I think in 2017 there will be new cars there. So IMS is really making the right choices, I think, and, and really really putting some good rules in for the future of, of road racing in this country. And, you know, it's been it's been a long time before we've really had a good organization running it, and I think they're, they're on the right path, and the future's really bright for America and sports car racing now. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun to see, and I do like it. The uh, I mean, every other rule change that I've seen from IMSA, has has been exciting, but I think we just got our one of our show partners on the on the line from New Zealand, Mr. Jonathan Green. Jonathan, did you want to ask Boris Set a question? Yeah, actually, no. I mean, he's so good and so used to, to going so well. Uh, I just wonder, you know, if the competition is continuing to rise. You mentioned the quality of the field. I'm down here in New Zealand. I've just heard Brendan Hartley uh, giving us a, a throwback here. So many Kiwis. Dixon will be there. Um, you know, the competition seems to be rising every year. Does he feel that? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we just got done with the test days a few weeks ago. And in the GTD class, I think there was 14 or 15 cars within nine, eight, eight or nine tenths of a second. So that, that's, that's been unheard of in GT racing and, and as long as I can remember. In the GTLM, I mean, all 10 or 11 cars they had there, they were all within the same second. So, I mean, you're going to see some fierce racing, and it'll probably come down to, you know, pit stops and mistakes and collisions and, and things like that. But, but I think there's going to be uh, there's going to be people racing for the win right up until the end of the same lap. Hey, I got to uh, ask one thing. I know we're talking Daytona 24 hours right now, but uh, I got to ask: Are you coming back for X Games to Austin? Oh, I don't know. That that was a lot of fun last year. You know, I did that. You know, a last minute thing. Never even drove one of those trucks before. And the first thing we had to do was clear this 60 foot gap. And it was crazy. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Austin is an awesome, awesome town, and we had a blast. The nightlife was a blast, and going to all the different X Games venues all right there was really cool. So. You never know if I if I get invited. I don't think I'll turn it down. But but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. How many different race cars have you driven on Coda? I mean, and including the trucks last year at uh, at uh, X Games. Ooh, at Coda! I've driven the the GT Corvette and then the the prototype Corvette and then the uh, the Robbie Gordon Super Truck. So raced a few things on Austin now and then. I also did a day in uh, BMW Street Cars there, which was a blast. So it's a fun circuit. It's a great circuit. You know, I don't know if there's anybody else that competes with that many. Yeah, that's true. You may have driven more types of cars on on Coda than anybody else. Um, I do have a question for you too. I, I was researching you today, and I noticed that uh, that you your father actually raced in Formula One. Yep, yep. That was a that was a surprise to me. You know, my dad left when I was six, and never really saw him again when I was about thirty, and. uh yeah, I knew he raced a little bit, but I never really knew to what extent. And then when I was 25, I started racing, and with the same name, you know, that's I started learning more about my father. And he actually raced in Formula One, and he raced in the first uh, Daytona Speedway on the high banks. You know, when they built this, the circuit too, he, he raced NASCAR. So I guess I guess you could say it was in the genes. Yeah, it sounds like it. 
So, hey, are you uh, are you a Formula One fan? I mean, here in Austin, that's one of the big things that we talk about a lot. Are you a fan of Formula One? Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, I love Formula One. I, I love all kinds of racing. And I'm excited this year with, uh, you know, Haas having an American Formula One team. I think it's really cool. And, uh, you know, I know it's a long shot, but it'd be really cool to see those guys run near the front, maybe in the top five or six. You know, the only thing that disappoints me about Formula One right now is just, you know, the the advantage like Mercedes has and that, they, you know, it isn't closer competition, but it's still, you know, the whole show and the spectacle and how cool the cars are is pretty cool. Well, that's actually, you went straight into what I was going to ask you about is, is Haas. I mean, we're obviously over the top excited about having an American Formula One team and, and obviously you've got two good drivers and, uh, and we want to see what we're, you know, our expectations are cautiously optimistic and, I mean, those guys are saying that they might uh, that they might they're looking to to score points early in the season, and so we're hoping that will 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 come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, as a fan, you know, you watch Formula One and you see a team like Marussia, Marussia, however you pronounce it, you know, they're five seconds off the pace, and you wonder why do they do it. You know, it seems crazy, and and why would a driver even want to drive that car? But still, it's probably the coolest car he's ever driven in his life compared to everything else right it's just not as fast as the top level cars but i i I, i'm cautiously optimistic and i I really think gene haas is doing it right and i think i think he might surprise everybody and you know maybe running the top five or six would be would be really really cool so i'm 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 keeping my fingers crossed for them you know boris uh that's about the only car i don't see on your roster of vehicles (laughs) what do you think of it yourself being in one. Well, well, when B- I would love to try one. You know, when BMW had a Formula One team, I actually tried to squeeze into one, and uh, they would have to saws all the front off. <laughs> there, there, there's no, there's no chance a guy six four, two hundred twenty five pounds would ever fit into a Formula One car. <laughs> I would look like Herman Munster driving a go kart. <laughs> Uh, I do remember you being tall when we crossed paths in the paddock. <laughs> yeah. Well, Boris said, thank you so much for coming on Speed City again. We love it when you come on, and uh, we will definitely look you up when you come to Austin. But, of course, best of luck with the new team, and, and best of luck next weekend at Daytona. All right. Thanks a lot. Cheers.